those of us that were with us on, on Sunday, we were sharing on the, the need for us to persist in prayer. And we looked at the parable in Luke chapter 18, the parable that Jesus gave about this uh, <clears throat> judge in the city and a widow who needed support, help. She needed justice. She needed a judge to avenge for her against her adversaries and also provide legal protection. And we are told the judge was a, a man that was feared in the city because he, had, he neither feared God nor cared what people thought. He had no regard for human beings. He didn't fear God. But this uh, woman who needed help did not have an alternative. And in that city, the only person who could assist her and deal with her case completely was only one man, and that was this judge that was unjust. And we saw because of her need, the burden, the heaviness of this need. We are not told exactly what it was. But being a widow, we can make some conclusion that she needed help because probably her husband's estate was being threatened and there are people who wanted to take it or may have taken it and she was being left with that with nothing but with children to take care of, but she had nothing. And therefore, she had to go to this judge who did not fear God, nor had any regard for men or for humanity. But her need pushed her. And we are told, because of her continuous, you know, going to the, to the, to the, to the judge, she did not give up. She went once. She went twice. She went thrice. She went fourth. She went fifth. She went ten times, twenty times. So we do not know how many times she went. But we are told because of her continuous going, the judge got scared and said, "Do I fear? No, I fear. I don't fear God, and neither do I have regard for any." Man, this woman, by her continuous coming, she's going to wear me. And we read that she even feared that he, she might even strangle him. It is there in the scriptures. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't even, she, she, won't, she won't eventually come and attack me. You know, sometimes you, you wonder, why, why was that written? Why did he get to that level? Because this is Jesus talking about it. So it means there was a, there was a possibility that the judge got into a situation where he feared this woman so much that he could see her coming to attack him instead of, you know, if he doesn't avenge her. So he said, no, 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 no. Don't want to be attacked. Remember, I told you I made a joke about it. I said, hey, hey, this man who feared no God and feared no man, had no regard for man, yet a widow, she, she he now fears. 
lest he may come and attack him. Now the whole story, the emphasis is found on what follows. Because this is what Jesus said. Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. The emphasis here, brethren, and I, I'm repeating for the sake of those that are not with us on Sunday. The emphasis here, what Jesus is trying to show us or to prove to us by comparing or giving us a story that we are able to relate with. It is also to show us that we have a, a God who is just. Not unjust like this man. And if this unjust man can get to a level where he now says, I will give her what she wants. Then he asks, will not our God who is just this is what I want you to, rem to, to remember. Brethren, we have a God who is just. Amen? He is not unjust. And he has regard for humanity, for human being. Hallelujah. Everything about him is opposite of this, of, of, of this judge. The judge is unjust. He does not fear God. He has no regard for human being. He is feared. Our Father in heaven is just. He has regard for human beings because he loves them. And that's why he gave his son Jesus to die for them. And Jesus then would ask, if such evil people can do good, can eventually decide to do that which is good, will our Father, our God, who is just, not avenge you, Kevin, not answer you when you go to him, when you cry to him, when you face him, because of your adversary, will he not answer you. I want you to note one thing. In this whole story, there is an adversary. Isn't it? There is an enemy. The reason why we, we, this, this, this story has come is because there is an adversary. There is an enemy who has either taken or has oppressed or is threatening someone. There is an adversary. But where there is an, an adversary, there is also a judge. Praise God. There is one who has power to deal with the adversary. There is one who has the ability to deal with the enemy. Because the adversary is the enemy. 
In this case, the judge had the power to deal with the enemy for this woman. And he did it. And she was happy. And she was saved and protected. But in this case also, we have an adversary. Praise God. We have an adversary. And this is what Jesus is focusing on. And I believe when he said, when the Son of Man comes after giving this old story. And then he says, however, although God will do all this for his children. When the Son of Man comes back, will he fight faith on earth? Will there still be people? Who will still be able to trust and believe that they can deal with their adversary? That their father or their God is able to deal with their enemy on their behalf? Will there be people enough who will be able to trust God? Because the whole story was giving the story to encourage people to learn to depend on God. And not on human beings. Because human beings can disappoint you. Unless they are pushed to the corner and they fear you are going to attack them and strangle them. That's the time they will say, hey, give, 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 give him what you want. He may kill us. Even when thieves come to your house, when you realize they are likely to overpower you, you start throwing things to them. Hey, hey, chukweni, chukweni. Munataka pesa, ziko apa. Zingiri ata. You even give them what they are not asking. Why? Because you want your life to be saved. But our God is a good one. He's a loving God. He is not only just, but he is more than willing to come to our rescue. But Jesus concerned brethren, and this is my concern also today. Because the days that Jesus was talking about are none other. They are already here with us. These are the days that he was talking about. Because when I look at the, what is happening in the world today, there is so much fear of the enemy, the adversary, that faith has disappeared. There are no people who are able to start against the adversary because they have faith in their God. The enemy has threatened us with all sorts of threats. That we live in a state of fear. That even when we say we have faith, which is not faith, it is faith out of fear. And I was remembering that even today, there are people who come to the Lord. They give their life. And it's a bit unfortunate because even we preachers, we preach a gospel of fear instead of a gospel of love. We emphasize hell more and the devil, and his power, and the threats, more than the love that God has for his people. And because of that, people have, they, they are in a state of fear, and they are people to the Lord. And they may be here, because they fear to go to hell. Because the alternative, you either go come to the Lord, or you go to hell. So we come to the Lord, not because we are convinced that he loves us or he cares for us, but because we do not want to go to hell. It's okay. You should not go to hell. It's good to fear hell. But the gospel, 
What Jesus is trying to emphasize here, look at this unjust and wicked man. But compare him with a loving father in heaven who is just. Will he not give you what you desire? Will he not come and fight on your behalf? Will he not hold your enemy on your behalf? If you have faith in him. Praise God. But look at the, the way the world is today. We fear the devil more than God. Because the way he has been projected, evil has been glorified. That's how the devil operates. Keep them in a state of fear by projecting evil all the time. Keep them in a state of confusion by showing them they cannot make it so that they have no faith. They are always in fear. Fear of poverty, fear of hunger, fear of war, fear of divisions, fear of diseases. Right now, just a few kilometers from here, our brothers in Congo, there is the threat of Ebola. It was in Uganda the other day, a threat. We have that fear. If today some of you are told to go to Congo, say, my pastor, ata ukiambiwa kuna diamond, utaenda kupewa diamond, una usakusasiniletewe. Because nobody wants to die. We fear. Brethren, the opposite of faith is fear. And this is the tool that the enemy has used and has continued to use. He scares you with a small thing. He scares you with a disease. Right now, the disease that we fear most in this country is called what? Cancer. Mm. There is even, we are even saying it should be declared a what, a national disaster or whatever. And that fear, maybe it's even here with us. There are some of you, you know, because someone in your family has died of cancer and the doctors are normally quick to, to ask that question, has anybody in your family ever died of this? Or the agonize of this. The moment you remember, oh, my uncle, oh, my auntie, oh, even my mother, oh, oh, so. Already the doctor has instilled fear in you. And even if there was no cancer, because of fear, it may start developing. Yeah. I am here to tell you something. You need not fear. Anything. Because your father in heaven cares about you. The judges, the president, the kings have no regard for you. They don't even have your data. 
But your father in heaven knows not just your name. Brethren, you know there's something written in the scriptures that we just read. But when you think about it, Apostle, how many hairs are on your wife's head? Not just you now. We know you have a wife. Have you managed to count the number of hairs? That's the assignment I've given you. <laughs> that the Lord says, even the number of hairs on your head, he knows. I want you to think about that for a minute. He does, he does not just know your name. Okay? Mark. It's not just your name, Michael, brother. He knows the number of hair that are on your head. He can be able to tell they are this much. Each one of us, he knows. So if we ask him, how many does Joshua have? He knows. Joshua has this number. How many does Victor have? He knows. Now think about it for a minute. What is the Lord trying to tell you? I know you so much. I cannot just leave you. I cannot let you to suffer. Where you are, what you are going through, I am aware. All that I am asking, focus your eyes on me and not on anyone else. I told the people in the first place, first service, the problems with us is that we have options. And that's why we have problems with our faith. Because when you have an option, you know, you know, you normally say, well, there's option A. If this doesn't work, this will work. So really, your trust, your hope is not on option A so much. The reason why you have option B, it is because you know, you suspect option A may fail. And some of us have even option C and D and probably even E. And that has given us comfort. And I can tell you, those options, whenever you put an option, you take away faith. Because faith is where you are saying, I do not have anyone else. I don't have anything else. This is what I am looking at. This is where all my hope is. If this doesn't work, then nothing else will work as far as I'm concerned. That's what Jesus is saying. Because of the threat that is there on earth, the adversary is out to express himself. So that he can take away your faith. And then destroy you. So he keep bombarding you. This cannot be done. This has failed. This will fail. This has failed in the US. This did not work here. The research shows this. This is, this is, these are the data. This is it. This is it. This is it. And because we are intellectual beings, we have believed the data more than what God has said. So that we rely now on the information that we have corrected ourselves, which has analyzed the causes of cancer and they have told us there is no cure or there is no whatever. 
and we have believed that. Those are options. Jesus would ask, when the Son of Man comes back, shall he fight only one option? And that is faith. Remember, without faith, it is impossible to do what? To please God. And we all want to please God. So how shall we please him? If we have allowed fear to take the place of faith. Brethren, we need to be courageous. Because for you to overcome fear, you've got to be courageous. And you've got to be courageous because you are well informed that your Father in heaven is ready to come to your aid when you call on him. Now, if you know that, then you cannot allow fear to overpower you. Amen? It doesn't matter what they say. You can overcome fear of any nation. So you stop relying on the options that you have. The job that you have cannot be an option. And there are some of us who are so comfortable with the jobs that we have. Let me shock you. It was given, isn't it? Unless you have employed yourself. If you are employed by someone else, please note this. That was given by someone. You signed a contract and someone else signed it. The same way it was given, it can also be taken. So if your hope is on that job, it will be taken away one day. I'm not scaring you. But it's good for you to know that the same way it was given, it can also be taken away. So if your hope and trust is there, if, that's your, if that is your security, If that is your security, then you are wrong because it will be taken away one day. But if your security is your father who is in heaven and you understand it is through him that that job was given, given should it be taken away, you will not be scared because through him again, another one can be given, isn't it? And if he chooses not to give you another one, he will provide another source. Or provision, isn't it? Not source of provision. He will provide another pipe that will be connected to the provision. Because the provision is him. A job is a pipe. A business is a pipe. So if this pipe closes, he can also connect you to another one. The good thing is that that source never runs dry, brethren. This world will come. The things of this world will, will come to an end. Even the oil in mineral east, they are dangerous. It's getting depleted. The gold in Botswana and other places in South Africa, they are getting depleted. There is fear that soon there will be not enough oil and therefore they have started now thinking of electric cars. That's how humanity operates. 
Thank God, oxygen is not depleting. Because the source is not the earth. The source is him. Otherwise, we will be so scared by now. I don't know what we'll be doing. Manufacturing oxygen and each one of us running, carrying his whatever. Thank God, it is free. Everything can come to an end. But God will never. Amen? He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. So put your hope and trust in him, not in yourself, not in anything else, but in him. That's why you need to get close to him. And we encourage you, please, getting close to God is a business that all of us should endeavor to have. It should be a cry for everybody. If there is anything that I need more, it's God. And whatever it takes, even if it means sleeping the whole night talking about you, Lord. I'm still asleep, but I'm still saying, God, I want more of you. God, I want more. Even if whatever it is, that's what we should be looking for. Because if we don't do that, we are in those days that Jesus talked about. When he comes back, shall he fight faith? And you can be sure, the outside there, there is no faith. People no longer believe in God. Yeah. There's a generation that has no fear, no regard for God at all. We are living in those days that Jesus was talking about. But should, if he comes back, shall he fight faith? And I say, in me, Lord, you will. I don't know about the others, but I have purpose that you will. Amen? We should not allow fear because fear is the weapon, the adversary, the devil is using. And the Bible says what? What does the devil do? He's loaming around. Yeah? Like a what? A lowering lady to do what? Yeah? To defy somebody, isn't it? Is he a lion? What is he? Hmm? He's, not, he's roaring like one, but he's not a lion, isn't it? But he roars to scare you, to intimidate you with faith. And we said faith is the opposite. I mean, we intimidate you with fear. Because fear is the opposite of faith. When fear comes in, it takes away faith. And the devil's assignment is to ensure that when the Son of Man comes back, there is no faith on earth. How does he do it? To, by instilling fear, intimidating humanity with, with fear. But he is not a lion. He is a lowering lion. And I told the people in the first service, what a lion does, when it roars, it is scaring the animals. And because you know, of fear, some of them get so fearful that they are not able to run. Yeah? And therefore, the lion is able to get... That's how the devil operates. He will roar, scare you with cancer, scare you with whatever it is, you know? And you are not able to move. What I mean, you are not able to call upon the name of the Lord. And then he captures you. 
what you feared most befalls on you like Job. If you fear, whatever you fear, it may come on you. My prayer is that it doesn't come on you. I want you to see how do we deal with the devil. First of all, it says, resist the devil and he will do what? Yeah? Submit yourself to the Lord. That's what it says. First of all, you submit to the Lord. Because you cannot resist him unless you submit. That's what John, is it? Not John. James 4, verse 7. Submit the, yourself to the Lord. After submit, submission to the Lord, then now you have the power, you have the ability to resist. The problem with us is that we try to resist the devil before we are submitted to the Lord. You cannot be able to deal with him outside the Lord. All your weapons of war are in the Lord. So you submit to him, and when you submit to him, then you'll be able to resist the devil. I want to read for you a scripture that will help you to deal with the enemy. That's Philippians 1, chapter 28. Look at those words. It says what? Without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Who are those who oppose you? Other fashions talk about adversaries. And those who oppose you is the devil himself, isn't it? Without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. In other words, to deal with the enemy. You cannot be able to deal with him, Tim, if you are frightened. You've got to be courageous and stand against him. Take courage as you submit to the Lord. Now resist him. Do not allow fear you. Don't allow fear. Because fear has the capacity of swallowing you if you allow it. But if you stand against it, if you refuse to be frightened in any way by the enemy, if you are that courageous, look at what the Bible says. It is what? Please, I want you to note this because this is something that you need to use to deal with the enemy all the time. This is a sign to them. To who? Those who oppose you. That include the devil, all his demons, all his servants, all the human souls and beings that uses against you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed. That eventually, their destination is destruction. That every time you stand against the devil, 
you are witnessing or reminding him of his destruction. You know what you're doing? You are weakening him. Because you are reminding him that he is already destined for destruction. He cannot be able to stand against you. In other words, if you want to weaken the devil, stand against him. Be bold. Be courageous. Be ready to face him with faith. And every time you challenge him with courage, you are reminding him, by the way, you will be destroyed. Eventually, you'll be destroyed. So if you want to keep reminding the devil of his destruction, stand against him. But equally, if you want to empower him, believe his lies. And remember, he is the father of what? All lies, Jesus would tell, tell us. That he is the father of all lies. So what the devil does is to use lies to, imit to intimidate you. He tells you you are weak. You cannot make it. He tells you you are hated. He tells you nobody thinks about you. He tells you they are even planning to do ABCD to you. When you believe that, every time you believe a lie, you empower the liar. Please don't ever forget that. Every time you believe the lie, you empower the liar. So how do we empower the devil against us? By believing whatever he tells us. So you're empowering him. How do we weaken him? By standing against him. Because we are reminding him of his eventual destruction. Praise the Lord. Now that's the weapon that you need. Courage. Don't be frightened by the, by, by the enemy. Stand against them. Why? Because your father in heaven is ready to come to your aid at any time. All that you need to do is to mention your position, where you are. You know? And you dial the right number using faith. That is why it is important for you to remain in faith. Knowing that you have a God who loves you and who cares for you. And not allow the devil to intimidate you with fear. So, as we conclude. Without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed. But... That you will be saved. Amen? Can you see the double-edged sword over that one? One side deals with the enemy. Reminding the enemy you'll be destroyed. At the same time, reminding yourself and the enemy that you will be saved. And that by God. Amen? Not by our resources, not by people who pray for us, and I'm not saying prayers are not important, but by God Himself. Hallelujah. Now, can you be able to face the devil? When the Son of Man comes, will He find faith in you? 
Amen? Let me ask again. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in you? I didn't hear this side. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in you? Praise the Lord. Never forget that your adversary, the devil, is moving up and down like a roaring lion. And a lowering lion, when it gets the prey, it, can, it will kill. So do not become the prey of the devil. The only way to be able not to become a prey is to be a man and a woman of faith who has so much trust in, in his God and he is ready to spend time with him not listening to what the devil is saying or doing, intimidating the entire world, but still saying, even if the whole world is in darkness, I carry the light. And you know what? It doesn't matter how big the world is. It just requires one light to light the darkness. And if you are the one carrying that light, then you will deliver the world. So we are not going to be scared. We are going to be bold. We will deal with an enemy. We will praise our God. We will worship him without any fear or intimidation. Hallelujah. We are not scared. We will start against the enemy without being frightened in any way by him and his supporters. Because by doing so, we are actually weakening, weakening, weakening him. But remember, if you keep believing the lies he speaks, then every lie you believe, it gives him more courage to lie to you more. May the Lord bless you and keep you and take care of you. And thank you for being attentive. You may stand on your feet. If you truly want to do it, we can do it better than that. Knowing that he is on our side. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you take a minute or so and just allow him or allow yourself to minister to him. By letting him know that you are truly grateful. That he has promised to start by your side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we adore you. We praise you. You are good to us. You are loving. You are kind. You care for us. You provide. Lord Jesus, our needs are already provided for. You've gone ahead of us to fight the battle on our behalf. In you we are more than conquerors. There is no weapon fashioned against us that shall prosper. You have fought our battles. You have dealt with our enemies. In you we are more than conquerors, Christ Jesus. Oh, we thank you and praise you. Is there anything that you fear? Just mention it to the Lord now. Speak to that fear and let the fear know that you do not fear it anymore. 
whatever it is that you have feared, just address it by name. Let it know that you do not fear it anymore. Maybe a disease, whatever it is that the doctors may have said about that situation, that condition in your body or in the body of your loved one, you can speak to it. And as you speak to it, you are, you are reminding it of its destruction and that you shall be saved. You shall be healed. You shall be delivered. But you shall die. If it's a disease, it shall die. It shall be destroyed. But you, you shall live. Whatever it is. Our Father, thank you. The plan that you have for us is for good. It is not for evil. The plan that you have for this house is for good. It is never for evil. The plan that you have for this nation is for good. It is not for evil. We proclaim that your name is above all names on earth. And there is no one else like you. We believe in you, King of Kings. We know there is power in your name. Power to heal. Power to deliver. Power to raise even the dead. Power to open the eyes of those that are blind. We speak against every disease and sickness and infirmities in the body of the believers. We command it to dry and die off in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We embrace the blessings of the Father. We receive the goodness of the Lord. We receive the joy of the Lord. We receive the peace of God. We receive victory. Hallelujah. We receive the goodness and mercy of the Lord. And we pray and command doors to open on our behalf. Even those that the enemy had closed tonight or today, we declare them open in Jesus' mighty name. For we do not fear the devil anymore. Thank you, Jesus. May your children enjoy your favor. Lord, we desire to enter into a season of rest. Even during this month, oh God, we proclaim that the month of August will be the best month that we have ever seen. We refuse to allow the enemy to rule this month. We take charge over the month and declare the blessings of God, the victory of God. We refuse death and destructions on our highways. We speak the favor of God and the grace of God upon this lad. We speak peace upon our lad. Within our boundaries, let there be peace in our nation, O God. We thank you and we praise you because you are good God. We pray for our children who have closed school. That while they are at home, Lord Jesus, they are saved because their angels will guard and protect them. We raise a covering over their lives. The enemy cannot take any one of them. They will not be influenced by their peers, O Lord. You will protect them, dear Father, from bad influences, O King of glory. We bless our children. Speak better things into their life. We release the grace of God upon them. Thank you, Father, for their lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. You are good God and loving. We give you praise. And Father, we receive your blessings. We receive your blessings. 
We receive your blessings. We receive your blessing. And we thank you for the blessing. Every blessing you have given us.